Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 262 of At Odds with Wrestling. Joe and Adam here. Adam, hello. How are you? I'm fine, Joe. Happy new episode of Hayabusa Day. <laughs> yes, this is a day celebrated by one and all. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to it immediately, immediately when it came out, because, again, it comes out when it comes out. Yeah. And I think it came out about 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, yeah, normal release times, yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, but I, it was a, and you know, it doesn't need me to tell him this. Um, I thought it was a good episode. I don't want to, so apparently we're not supposed to spoil the surprise of who the guest on the episode is. Okay. I, I'm only halfway through before you oh, go. So I didn't okay. finish it. I know who you're talking about, but uh, I didn't get to, I didn't get through the whole episode yet. Okay. But apparently, so I'm not going to spoil anything else then. But apparently there was a concerted effort to keep this person's appearance on the podcast a secret until the episode came out. And the fact that from the time that they recorded, the time that they come out is a very long time. Apparently people got very antsy about it. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I, I am a little offended. Like if I am ever in rural Ohio and I find that Taco Bell drive through operator, uh, yes. I have some words with him. To say or, you, you have to be on coke to be an Adam Van guy? Come on. Yeah, listen. It's... <laughs> um, I could say this here at the front of the show, right? Okay? <laughs> it's funny to find out who does and doesn't listen to the podcast that I talk to on a regular basis. Listens to Hayabusa or Adots? Listens to Adots. Okay. Uh, that's all. All right. Let's throw that out. Maybe I'll tell you how fair. Maybe I won't. Right? Sure. It's another <laughs> Adam burial. Come on. No, it's not an Adam burial. Um, it's just uh, yeah, listen. Uh, and I I say this it, uh with all love and respect as an old white guy who does a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you listen to the show. I only care if you download it and buy stuff through the stuff that we plug on the shows. Yeah. Like if you really want to show me, like if you really want to, you really want to make me mad, don't even bother listening to the podcast. Just subscribe to the Patreon. And then like when the alert goes off and it's like, Hey, a new episode comes out. I want you to be like, ha ha, I'm not listening to that. Take that Adam. That'll right. really show me. <laughs> That's, you know, Listen, I I like to express my views, and I like when the, the episode comes out, and I go to bed, and I wake up, and I check in the Discord, which you can get through the Patreon, of course, and I see people who are having discussions of stuff that we brought up on the show, and that's great. I feel good about that. But then I also feel good when more people sign up for the Patreon, or we make a sale through the Public thing, or, you know, I see the eBay numbers, whatever, right? You know? No, absolutely. Those are the real metrics. Yep. Cha-ching. <laughs> I don't even know how you leave reviews on Spotify. I hear people still in 2023 saying go leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. Oh, and I could or whatever the what was it? What is it called? Is it called Apple Podcasts? Uh sure. I don't have. I have an adult phone. I have an Android. I it's no still idea. iTunes to me. Well, listen, you're gonna have to figure something out because you got an email from Mr. Google himself saying that Google <laughs> Podcasts is going away in three months. Yeah, they want you to use YouTube Music. What the hell is that? Exactly. So 
Years ago, there was a music playing app on Android. It was just called Google Music, and it was awesome. And then they decided you're going to use YouTube Music now. So they shut down the good app and they put it all on YouTube Music, where it's nothing but a bunch of like uh, advertisements trying to get you to sign up for their service. And it mixes up all your music, and you can't find any, you can't listen to an actual album from start to finish. And I know I sound old when I say an album, but you can't do that on YouTube Music. And so my, like I said, Google Music went away and it sucked. And, but I've had Google Podcasts ever since like podcasts first became a thing when Longbox Heroes invented them a couple years ago. And uh, I've been using that and now they're trying to migrate all the podcasts onto YouTube Music. It sucks. I'm sure we're on there because they're just migrating the stuff over. I don't know. We're not yet. Hmm. I got to figure out how to make sure that we get everything over there, right? Yeah. But that I got... Yeah. It's a terrible app. I might start using Spotify. Ooh. But that's the thing. I don't know how to leave reviews um, on Spotify, which seems to be the more thing that people are using. Um, not to cross-pollinate with this and Longbox Heroes, but like the uh, Rob Liefeld, the Rob, right? He's mm. been on one this week, right? And What's that? <laughs> uh, uh, what was that about? You have to be on Coke to be a fan of uh, Adam? <laughs> he might be a huge fan of mine. <laughs> he might be a huge fan. Um, but he, he plugs the show on the shows this week. He's like, oh, you know, the Sunday show I released as a bonus and it was awesome and it reached the top of the charts. I don't know what charts he's talking about, Adam, because I went I'm like, because when he said it this like that was the Sunday show and then he said it on the Tuesday show again. That he his the podcast every time it comes out it's at the top of the charts, so I pull up iTunes and I pull up Spotify and I pull up the Rob and I see what category he's in and then I go to like that category and I see what the top podcasts are and it shows like the first like fifty, shows like the first hundred mm-hmm. and the Rob's nowhere in there, so I don't know what charts he's looking at. I don't know what the hell charts we were on. <laughs> the only other time that any of the shows that I do was on any chart was when we changed from weekly Longbox to Longbox Heroes. Uh-huh. And everybody had to like resubscribe for the show because it was a new show and it was a new feed and it was new everything else. And we ended up in like the top 10 on new and noteworthy on iTunes, like overall. Like we were in the top 10 new and noteworthy. Yeah, I just screened capture it and printed it I out. I did. Oh. <laughs> I've never been on any charts. I've been on some yeah. lists before. There you go. <laughs> some watch lists. Yeah, I don't know, man. So listen to the show. Don't listen to the show. I do this to dump all this shit out of my head on a weekly basis. Yeah, I just do it to talk about things I bought. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of which, let's uh, let's let's start the show for real, huh? All right. And now, at odds with wrestling presents. This day in wrestling history. I hope you like clips, motherfuckers. I love clips. All right. So, hey, Adam, on this day in wrestling history, uh, 26 years ago, World Wrestling Entertainment held the In Your House Bad Blood pay-per-view. Okay. Uh, now, this pay-per-view, the day of this pay-per-view, uh, has the unfortunate distinction 
that this was also the day that Brian Pillman passed away. Okay, he was supposed to wrestle that night. On the he paper. was he was scheduled to have a match against Dude Love on the pay per view. Um, he didn't show up at the building. They called the hotel uh, that he was staying at. They said there was no answer in the room. They sent someone over, and he was found dead like in the afternoon of the show. Right, and they make the announcement on the the free for all beforehand. Right, and yeah. You know, the, the the card definitely suffers for it. The middle of the card suffers. Obviously, the dude love thing gets scrapped. Uh, they have to hot shot the angle with Dustin and Marlena the next night on Raw. They add like a minis multi-person match, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say what this show is most known for is the very first Hell in a Cell match. Between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. They should have stopped right there. That's where it peeped. Well, now I will. There are people that say, oh, you know, compared to all the other ones. And I know Tim and Marcus got into it uh, on the podcast recently on Final Wrestling Place about this. But I don't know. This one has like a special feeling like this one felt chaotic, right? Yeah. Plus it had the newness of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unique. It stands out. And the one thing I think that people forget about this match is is that it was advertised as being for the number one contendership for the World Heavyweight Championship held by Mr. Hitman at that time, right? Mm. So we're about a month away from uh, discussing that. (laughs) I'm Um, sure that won't be polarizing at all. (laughs) No. But something else that happened at this show that is just as memorable, and I would say maybe... One of the most memorable calls in all of professional wrestling. The Undertaker strikes Shawn Michaels. Michaels is head Michaels is head First of all, Michaels is a bloody mess. It's all over. Now we'll come to Tombstone. Oh, wait a minute. The lights go out. The lights go out. Oh my God, wait a minute, it's Paul Bear! It's Paul Bear! And that's... that's gotta be, that's gotta be Kane! That's gotta be Kane! <laughs> I'm not gonna play the rest, I just wanted to get to the Vince doing, that's gotta be Kane! I don't know why in my head when I picture, because obviously every time you see Kane in your head, you're like, that's gotta be, that's gotta be Kane. I felt like it was Jim Ross first. No, nope, it was Vince. I know, it's a Mandela effect. I don't know why. Yeah, and this is the last pay-per-view that Vince calls as, like, a serious announcer. Okay. Yeah, and he goes into being the character. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now, Adam, so that was 25, or that was 26 years ago. Let's get into 25 years ago. Our head-to-head Monday Night Raw versus Nitro, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Raw is taped, and we'll get to Raw, okay? Now, on Nitro, Adam, if I told you that this was the Nitro, where the LWO was formed, you would say that's a pretty big deal, right? (laughs) Uh, sure. Okay. Now, I'm not going to play that clip. I could, but I'm not going to play that clip. Now, if I also told you, Adam, that this was the Nitro where both David Flair and Reed Flair 
made their on-air appearances as professional wrestling characters. Made their debuts, you mean? Yes. Uh, so David Flair is in the crowd while 10-year-old Reed Flair comes out and beats up Eric Bischoff. Well, uh, David Flair begets Stacy Keebler in a way, so I'm okay with that. That's important. Okay. Now, if I told you these two things happened on this episode of Nitro, you'd be like, that's a pretty big Nitro, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> now, during the course of this show, there's like a thread involving the NW Hollywood and the NW Wolfpack, and there's brawls backstage, and Sting commandeers a forklift and flips over a limo, and then they go to a bar to find a drunk Scott Hall to beat him up. Right, so that's like a through-line story to this episode of Nitro. Now, I, mean, I told you this happened on this episode of Nitro. You say that's a pretty big Nitro, right? Uh, those are definitely two better stories than the previous things you've talked about. Well, we're but... building up. We're building yeah. up. But this Nitro also has a debut of one of the most infamous characters in all of professional wrestling history. All right, let's see it. And I'm going to run him right out of Las Vegas, Nevada. He's been the one doing all the running. I mean, uh, it's very obvious. Who am I? Friend of the show. That's right, regular caller. Uh-oh. Well, every dog has his day. Beware of the shit. Rick Steiner. Day may be the day. Hey, listen here, you two clowns. I know you do think this is a big joke. Every time I come out here, one of you, or both of you, got a fake injury so you don't have to wrestle. I think you're both a bunch of sissies. Lucky you just said sissies. <laughs> but you, Bagwell, it was right here where you laid for three hours, paralyzed. Think about it. Here where you got hurt for real, and now you go through rehab, and you want to come out here and make a big joke of it. Well, I got someone back here that doesn't think it's a joke. I got your mom, Mrs. Judy Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what a! I was not expecting this. Turnabout's fair play. Maybe see ducks and six in here. How you doing, Miss Bagel? July 6th. You know, I talked to you before, and you won't come to me and said, you're sick of the way your son's acting, and I know you wanted to come here in Columbia and talk to Marcus and to show him just how you feel. <laughs> oh, Mama's power walking. Listen to the pop from Judy Bagwell. We've all seen this before. Do you remember where you're at? Yep. Right here. Several months ago, you were like, Crap, I'm being dead. We're at home. Why did you give a again? What's wrong with you? You want to give Buck heat? He should have hit his mom here. <laughs>
wait right there. Let me tell you something. Shut your mouth. Then a few years later, she called off to WWE for him when he was sick. Let me right. get something straight right now. Buff Bagwell made a decision, and it was NWO Hollywood. Like it or not. Yeah, you're right. I laid right here paralyzed, but let's get something straight. Without Buff Bagwell, you can't even eat. Oh. Give him a thumbs I down. support you, <laughs> and I support my father. Hell, I support the whole family. He's getting in the ring. Oh, shoves him. Put the mic to your mouth, lady. Because you didn't do what I told you to do. You come to me and you said, Mother, don't you ever slap me again. And I believe what you said. That's in Steiner's face. (laughs) Steiner ain't having none of it. My mother, get it out of my face. But there's his brother. Oh, oh, oh. She's dragging back with all five years. Who's uh who is more over, Judy Bagwell or currently Sue uh Trent's mom? I'd say Judy Bagwell. Yeah. If they, if they strap up Sue, that might be uh another you know. Yeah. What about uh three way match you put in Shelton Benjamin's mama? I, I, that was a working mama. That wasn't a shoot mama. <laughs> I know. All right. So, Adam, this episode of Nitro, we get the LWO. We get David Flair. We get Reed Flair. Uh, we get Judy Bagwell. I'd say that's a full episode of Nitro. And the NWO Hollywood uh, Wolfpack stuff, right? That's a full episode of Nitro, right? I would have figured the Judy Bagwell thing was like how they ended the show. Like they would have put, <laughs> like the credits would have rolled after that. So well, I'm happy. Well, we got one more thing that happened on this episode of Nitro because we are still just a few weeks away from the big match at Halloween Havoc. Hogan's empire is crumbling. Well, we thought that last week, didn't we? Yeah, but you know, then 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 he comes around and yep, stronger than ever. I don't know. The disciple has cut the corner there. I don't know where he went. Hogan's going back to his own locker room now. Mm-hmm. Get out here, you idiots. I got Come on, man. Take him out. Take God, him out. Where's he at? God, his head was just here. I saw him come in here. You saw him come in here. It's that warrior. Look, look at that. Who can he what be? the? What? Look at. He's in the wall. He's in the mirror. <laughs> I know the rules. I know the number. You're a disciple. Just play the game. Oh, it's real funny. You think it's funny? Look at the water. Look at what? It's real funny. You know what? The last line is going to be, Warner, 
Okay, he's right there, brother. Where? I'm on the team. I know what to do with you, man. I'm going to rewrite it. It's I don't know here. It's you and me. I don't know what to do with you. Now, you can still hear Warrior laughing with whatever the special effect setup to do that effect was. Yeah. Oh. So, like, either nobody other than Hogan should have seen Warrior, or everybody should have been able to see Warrior. But the fact that only Bischoff couldn't see him, you know? A little bit of a flaw in the plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, listen, it, it's a stack Nitro, right? They pulled out all the big guns. Yep. And Turning it around. was taped. Right, they're turning the ship around. Let's see what's going on over on Raw. Again, I mentioned it's a tape Raw. But again, we do have vignettes for a character who's making his debut <gasps> in the World Wrestling Entertainment very soon. No additives. No concentrates. You won't find this man pouring juice from a cardboard container. Oh, no. He squeezes his own hand-selected Florida oranges and savors his extraction pulp and all. He's Stephen Regal, a real man's man. Like, I, now, go I love that. I, I love it, but is a, is a real man's man someone who squeezes their own orange juice? I feel like that's a rare misstep in these vignettes. Like so, the chopping wood I get, the shaving with the straight razor I get. I, I I add this caveat. I remember making this joke at the time that especially when they're showing him squeezing the juice mm-hmm. and how much is in there until you know from when he's squeezing it, where they show him squeezing it until he puts the glass up into his lips. Um, I'm and I had said at the time, I go, does he stomp his own potatoes for his own vodka to put in there? <laughs> that's what they, sh- that's what they should have him doing. Yeah. All right. Now, again, we got Regal coming in. As we mentioned last week, Vince McMahon savagely attacked, his ankle broken by the Brothers of Destruction, laid up in a hospital bed, but he's got constant uh, surveillance out there to make sure that nothing bad happens to Vince. Let's see if anything bad happens to Vince. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go uh, to Mr. McMahon's room. We have a visitor. Really, a really big fella wants to come see you. I don't want any visitors. Just my family. I told you, just my immediate family. I don't I want any visitors. Uh-oh. He's really big, and he's threatening the staff. He threatened one of the orderlies. I don't want any damn visitors. I don't want any visitors. Turn that frown upside down. Vince, it's me. How did you find me? I saw it happen. I felt really bad, so I brought you some presents. Take hold of these. Aren't they colorful? And some candy. I know that you like the sweet stuff. Vinny's got a sweet tooth. (laughs) Come on, open them up. This is great. This is great. That's funny. (laughs) You know I'm in a lot of pain. I know you're in a lot of pain. That's why I brought you these. Those things are delicious. And I'll tell you what, I brought another guest here who really wants to see you bad. Look at You brought one? (laughs) I brought another guest for you. Someone who really wants to see you bad. Mm. What? You brought him. No, no, no. It's not a him. It's a she. It's a she. I brought you some female entertainment, and I <laughs> think you know what I mean. She does a trick with a dog that you won't believe. Vince McMahon, say hello to 
You're bald. Hey, Vinny, how you doing? I can make you feel better, Vinny. I sure did. Here's a rainbow for you. That you know that there are brighter days ahead. And I'm here to spread nothing but smiles. So I have this wonderful sticker for you. We'll just put it right here. Keep it far away from me. Show the trick with the dog. Show me the trick with the dog. Yeah, I gotta do the dog real quick. Any damn trick with the dog. Oh yeah, it'll make you feel so much better. You'll just love it. I guarantee you. You sure will. I don't want See, I can candy. tell the difference it's making already. I don't want. Smiling. I brought one other visitor, another special guest. What the hell are you doing, M Mr. Socko? <laughs> Say hello to Mr. Socko. Mr. Socko knows you've been feeling mighty bad, so he's gonna give your boo boo a big hey, kiss. <laughs> You're gonna what? Hey, hey, ah! No, Mick, please. <laughs> Please, just please. Please leave. Please. Damn it, leave. Damn it, leave. <laughs> Take this crap with you. Take it out. Take it all out. Get out! Alright, here it is. Mr. Sucko. <laughs> that was okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go. Hang, hang on. Oh, hang on. Okay. That in and of itself, maybe one of the greatest moments of attitude yeah. era, you know. Oh just like not even counting the Mr. Sacco thing, which is huge, but just the the bit, like the vignette itself. But then the fact that it spits out a bit that he's still doing to this day, you know, with the Mr. Sacco. And and this Crazy. is like the beginning of like Mick becoming the corporate champion, uh, getting the hardcore title. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. the be you know. This is Mick. Like we we talk all the time. Like the main event guys are at this time Austin Taker, uh, uh, Kane and Mick. And Mick was definitely like fourth in that group. And it's this stuff here that helps like boost Mick to like that next level. And like he gets the Chef Boyardee deal. He gets the book deal. And it's like literally all from that segment. Yeah, he was a guy who was involved. He was in the mix with the top guys, but yeah. now he is a top guy. Yeah, and after the like after this stuff, like this is the beginning of it. He's untouchable. Yeah, you know, like there's just he's like they could do anything with the character and it makes sense. He could go up the card. They could push him down the card for a little bit and then put him right back into the mix. And it's like he's a made man after this, right? Yeah. So as good as that segment is, that's that's not all we get from Vince. Again, said no visitors. <laughs> and maybe we're ready now for that interview. Oh, he's still in a lot of pain. Is that the head nurse? Vince, can you hear us? Let me take this thing. Guess not. We're on ignore. Last time I remember. You're going to find it's normal this time. Every time you've taken it, you've found that it's normal. Every single time. Yes, Mr. McMahon, it'll be all right. I'm almost done. I can't wait to get out of here. There. Is it normal? Yes, it looks real good. Yes, yeah, real good. Much. Looks just fine to me. How about you, doctor? Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, no! Oh, 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 no! O
but I love it. Yeah. Uh, just the sound of the bedpan cracking across the skull. <laughs> seeing seeing the bit uh, with Sean taking that disgusting chair shot in the mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell mask match, and then a year later, Vince just getting clanged with that goddamn bedpan. Just unbelievable stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather take a bedpan shot to the head than a chair shot, but still. <sighs> I don't know. Those bed those bedpans could be a little hefty, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. You know what? We gotta set up a scientific experiment. Okay. <laughs> I'll take the bedpan shot. You take the steel chair shot. We'll see who's better off afterwards. And who's swinging? Who's swinging? Uh we need someone who's gas to the gills, so maybe Marcus. All right. <laughs> what did you say? Uh I don't know. But I need anabolic steroids from this doctor right now. <laughs> anabolic steroids is a logical next step. All right. <laughs> Let's get into wrestling from this past week. Where would you like to begin? Uh, all right. I'm going to go way back in time, all the way back to Sunday, Joe. And I'm going to talk about Adam. Adam Copeland. Ah, I got you there. <laughs> but, <laughs> so obviously the worst kept secret uh, when you're at soon to be named Network North is the fact that Edge was about to make as a debut. Uh, Adam Copeland at Wrestle Dream. We were speculating how it was going to happen, but he shows up at the end, stops, uh, stops Christian Cage, Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne from beating up poor Sting and Darby. And, Right there, that's all well and good. I was happy to see Edge back. I am an Edge fan, but I will be the first to admit, I've said it many times that he was very stale in his second run in WWE. I've said many times that, like, I can't believe that Edge is wrestling on television, and I don't care. You know, having been such a big fan all the way back in the early 2000s. But I was happy to see him get a new paint of coat. And be in AEW and get some new opponents. But we have the debut. He has the Alter Bridge music, which is awesome. You have Beth Phoenix doing the You Think You Know Him thing to play off of the voice uh, at the beginning of his WWE music. So all of that was pretty cool. But then we have Dynamite Joe. He has little interactions with... uh, with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho and Renee. That was cool. But at the very end of the show, he calls out Christian... He says that his daughter said, go to AEW and have fun with Uncle Jay. And Christian 
being the great, 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 great performer that he is. He's he's shown some cracks and he's got the expression that maybe, maybe Adam is getting to him and maybe Christian can find it in his heart to accept his offer. Then what happens, Joe? I was going to say, I think Christian has something to say to you, Adam. Aw. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> So I just want to say, I never would have thought, if you asked me two years ago, if Christian Cage was going to be one of my favorite performers on all of national television wrestling, uh, I, would be, I, I wouldn't have believed you. But he is so fucking awesome. I love him to death. Uh, and the fact that, you know, they have that bit where he curses and Tony Khan is acting like a, like a preteen kid who just heard his first swear word. <laughs> <laughs> it's like retweeting it, retweeting it, and saying it is very funny as well. But I, I am looking forward to seeing Edge uh, get another run, get some new matchups that he's never had before, and just the, seeing him in the ring at the same time as Christian Cage uh, brings back tons of great memories. And I love that that reaction from Christian. I'm here for the whole thing. And uh, what what reaction was that from Christian there, Adam? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> to figure out a way to get that permanently on the board, you know? Yeah. Um, so this is on my, in my list of things. Um, I don't listen to a ton of uh, wrestling podcasts, but the ones that I do, like, mostly seem like, oh, my God, I was surprised when Edge came out. And I'm like, really? I'm like, <laughs> I felt like this was, like, the worst kept, kept secret in all of wrestling, right? I felt like it was just a matter of when he would show up. Would it be on Wrestle Dream? Would it be on Dynamite the week after? That yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was really cool, the moment of the pay-per-view. Of course, the stuff on Dynamite, as you mentioned. And, uh, listen, I'm echoing a lot of other people's sentiments with this sort of thing. And, like, I-, I wondered because he was out there doing press and he said what you said, that he asked his kids and his kids are like, go have fun with Uncle Jay, right? Mm. I'm like... Or is he going to come out on TV and concoct some sort of, like, weird other TV story, right? And again, they add the bit in there about both being Sting fans. And I love the bit growing up that Christian was Sting and Edge was Lex Luger. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because obviously, like, they have a very storied history. They're guys that have their fandom very publicly out there. Um, so it's really cool. And I think, uh, Garrett Kidney, uh, who does a lot of TNA impact stuff, uh, he said his favorite part of this whole feud that in 2023 edge with his WWE music is taking on, is feuding with Christian with his TNA music in AEW. Um, yeah, yeah, and and the fact that like Christian isn't just some guy in AEW, he's yeah the guy. You know, he's I, he's one of the longest running TNT champions in the company, and <laughs> arguably their top heel. Yeah. So like Edge is, and like Edge comes in, he mentions about the daughters, and he like he's like, we're gonna do dream matches, and I have a whole bunch of fresh opponents, and you know, I'm gonna be here every week, and so on and so forth. And a lot of people could say it's like. Yeah, we heard this all from Phil before, and mm-hmm. then I'll say, I knew Phil was a liar for 20-plus years. I'll buy Edge's stuff, because I don't know. Edge only lies to women, so it's neither here nor there. <laughs> He's been good for the last, like, 10 to 15 years, but he had a run there. Yeah, um, we all do. <laughs> oh, sure. Now, the one thing that I want to bring up, okay, and this was something that happened in the room 
when we were watching the pay-per-view up at soon to be named network North and you know, the whole thing is built up and Nick Wayne turns and then sting comes out and sting has to call Luchasaurus in for the spot. Cause he's running late and then they're beating up sting. And then we get the video package and we get the full entrance and then edge comes in and they tease that he's going to join up with Christian and, you know, listen, people were intimating of, of saying, this was such a big deal. Why didn't, like, it was such a big thing that Edge was here to make the save. And listen, he's been Edge for 25 years. It's going to take me, like, 25 years not to call him Edge, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, people were intimating of, like, why didn't he just come down and make the save? Like, why did there have to be the video package and the entrance and the whole thing, right? Yeah, I could have done without the video package. I, I if turn the lights out, hit the music, in my opinion. But it is what it is. So, I and like it was one of those things where like we we're we we're talking about it, we addressed it, and it was like, all right, I gotta go. I, you know, it's it's a hike. I got work in the morning. I gotta go. And here we are now. You know, thinking about it for four days. It was just really cool. Mm-hmm. The, like the video was cool the entrance is cool him coming out to the the wwe music was cool like does it not make sense that he didn't just run down sure but the stuff that he did before he actually got in the ring was really cool so i can't argue with it right yeah and you can make the case that if he was teasing that he might be joining christian then there shouldn't have been any urgency to stop the attack if that makes sense you know yeah, like, I don't know. Sometimes we don't need to overthink these things. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I liked it a lot. I, I love the fact that all the WWE pill bootlickers are like, you traitor, I'm never going to watch an Edge match. I'm burning my toys. It's so funny. <laughs> well, it's, Edge has some rare toys. Don't burn them just yet. <laughs> At least flip them, you dopes. Yeah. Uh, but the Edge stuff was in my list of things to talk about. You know, listen, uh, I, I've been, I was an Edge and Christian, like, you know, listen, when Edge was like the mysterious guy, the vampire stuff, you know, we're talking when they were the Reeks of Awesomeness team, right? Yeah, like five-second pose. Yeah, five-second pose, the goofball stuff, right? That's the stuff, you know, that that's that lives, like, they could cash, these two could cash checks off that, like, year-and-a-half run. Mm-hmm. Playing kazoos, <laughs> theme music. <laughs> For the rest of their life, right? Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Um, so, I don't know. That was a, my other thing. You got anything else? Uh, I have one last thing. Do you have anything that isn't Edge and Christian? Uh, I'll say Wrestle Dream was a really good show. Yeah. Um, go out of your way. Now, listen. Everybody's like, oh, this match was great. And this match was great. And I say, no shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no shit. Swerve versus Hangman was really good. Uh, no shit. Um, Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. was good. No shit, Christian versus like we didn't like we talked about the 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 angle afterwards and everything that happened on Wednesday. But like Darby and Christian, like from the end of the match where they set up the steps on the outside, and (laughs) Christian, the spot allegedly is Christian is going to body slam Darby off the apron to the floor onto the steps and. Maybe Christian couldn't get him up, or maybe Christian, as a human being, is like, I can't kill another man on live pay per view. <laughs> and then maybe, you know, maybe Darby in his mind said to Christian, 
Oh, wait. I didn't have it queued up right. Here. <laughs> oh. Oh. Go fuck yourself. And Darby's like, no, I want to die, right? Yeah. And then they, and like Darby just takes the steps like completely on his arm and it's disgusting. And then they're stretchering Darby out. And then Christian climbs the top rope and dives off the top of the floor on Darby on the stretcher. <laughs> it was fantastic, right? But yeah. sleeper match of the show was Wheeler Yuta versus uh, Ricky Starks. These were two guys who went out there and just, like, decided, like, oh, we're just going to beat the shit out of each other for real, right? Mm. Uh, like, obviously, Starks has been getting, like, a little bit of a push, a little bit of a shove, a little, like, kissing up to the top of the card. He had the program with Phil. He had the program with Danielson. And, you know, you could kind of sort of look at maybe a match, albeit on pay-per-view, at Wheeler Yuta as a step down. Like, Wheeler is arguably the bottom bitch of the Blackpool Combat Club, you know? Mm. And Wheeler is the bottom bitch of the Blackpool Combat Club, right? So, like, by their own admission, too. Right, yeah. by their own admission. So it's two guys that have like something to prove, and I really think like these two brought it. Like in what really could have been just like a nothing match on a pay per view like this, they really went for it. And I like, and I know this week on uh, Collision, um, it's Ricky and Big Bill taking on FTR. I see no reason why FDR walked it. Okay, so Dunkzilla broke his uh, broke his wrist, and I could see that that was maybe the reason why they didn't put the titles on Aussie Open. But like that, and the fact that they're—I I heard a rumor—they're getting deported. Oh, they are. Yeah, somebody found something in Kyle Fletcher's bag. Something mm. illegally needs to go. Right. Well, <laughs> I. I don't even know. Was it something blue in his bag, Adam? (laughs) Uh, Hopefully not for much longer. (laughs) Was it a boo-boo face? Anyway. Um, But yeah, like I said, Ricky Starks. uh, Why not put the belt on Ricky and Big Bill, right? Like, and then do Ricky and Big Bill versus the Bucks. Like, we've seen the Bucks versus FTR before, like, three times. And there's nothing new. We're going to get the fourth time. At least Ricky Starks. And Big Bill is something different, something new. Let's, you know, shake things up and let's reward Ricky by giving him, like, the tag belts. And, like, Big Bill's no slouch either. Yeah, give him something. He's not going to be in the world title picture, especially now that there isn't the uh, the X belt anymore. Yeah. Know? So that's that's the only, that's, that's one other thing. And then if you got one more thing, I think we might line up on this too. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, my other thing, speaking of something blue in your bag, uh, is from probably the best match of the last week in wrestling, and that is Sky Blue versus Timeless Tony Storm. Joe, this match, if Tony Storm wasn't already cemented as the best female wrestling act on the planet. This match solidified it. You have her striking a pose and the camera zooming in on it. You have the disheveled face, like or not face paint, Jesus, the dis- disheveled lipstick. Her looking into the camera and saying, now a message for all, from our sponsors before they go to commercial break. And Joe, how can I forget that if there's anybody that's going to clue you in on this, it has to be Tony Storm. She will be the one to let you know when it's time for a titty slap. I loved every bit of this. Also, Sky Blue was there. She has spooky eye makeup like somebody who just got misted. Uh, it was probably, again, forget, uh, you know, Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Forget Yuta versus 
Ricky Stark, <laughs> Tony Storm versus Sky Blue is my match of the week. If this was We Need Wrestling, it is both my domestic and international match of the week. Uh, go out of your way to watch this and the RJ City promos that led up to it. Is it be it would it be your international match of the week because of the illegal Russian stream that you watched the show on, or you had to go to international waters to um <laughs> truly enjoy this match? <laughs> I had to go to international waters, yeah. Right. Now, let me say this. Uh, this is in my list of things to talk about as well. Um, obviously, it's been a, a and I say a slow burn, but it's been a few week build to her getting the name Timeless Tony Storm, right? Yeah, because they didn't quite have it figured out because there was even times like after she came out with the old-timey Hollywood music, then they had her with the Outcast music again, and right. they weren't sure what they were doing, maybe. So with this now, the vignettes being completely done, getting the nickname, doing the fully formed character, it works that she didn't win the belt when she had the title shot against Soraya a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Now you could build it back up now that the character is named and fully formed and it has a clear d- message and everything else like that. Um, I love it because I get a, so Tony Khan has said that he loves this character. He loves this gimmick. He loves the whole thing. And he was really just as much as he was over the edge stuff on social media. He was very much all over this stuff as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of RJ City's references to like old Hollywood. Um, so like when she's making remarks or the interactions that we have, you know, whether it be your Mamie Van Dorans or your <laughs> um, uh, Betty Grables or your people like that, I get those references. And maybe your modern aud- audiences don't. So it's it's new to you. Now, the one thing that I do have to point out, I'm not sure if you've seen this contingent of people. Maybe even one of them uh, maybe attempting to stoke those fires as well. There's a contingent of fans out there that are saying that the timeless Tony Storm character is just a ripoff of Lacey Evans' first gimmick, because she's had 40 gimmicks, when (sighs) she was the Southern Belle, and Chelsea Green's the hot mess character from TNA. What? Like... Lacey Evans wasn't, like, old-timey. She was just Southern. And I get that the South is backwards in, like, 50 years right. behind us. But, like, that makes sense. But, uh, <laughs> like, I don't see the Lacey Evans thing. And and I guess if you have smeared lipstick, you're you're copying somebody? I guess. And if you're one of those people that think this Tony Storm thing is a ripoff of Chelsea Green or Lacey Evans or both, I got three words for you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'll get you that isolated as an audience. I'm going to do it when we're done. I'm going to do it when we're done. I just have the clip here. Uh, going yeah. on the board forever. Like, I get, I get like hot mess. You know, she's got the smeared makeup and she's disheveled and she's kind of out there. But it's like a different kind of crazy. Like Chelsea Green was crazy because what was it Braxton Sutter left her at the altar or somebody left her at the altar? Yes. Yeah. And uh, t- timeless Tony Storm is a little bit crazy because uh, 
she's worried she's not getting the recognition in her field and her fa- her friends have passed her by and she you know hollywood's a tough business joe so it's completely different things and plus nobody in the history of man has ever looked at anything lacey evans has done and said i want to do that <laughs> you know well keep collecting a paycheck and not doing anything for a very long time i would say is up there on the top of the list of things yeah no nah, you got that that's that's true all right, Joe. Tell us, tell us all about uh, your last thing, which I already. That was it. My last thing was uh, Tony Storm. Wasn't L.A. Knight chosen as John Cena's tag partner this past Friday? Ah, uh, listen. I, well, uh, you want you want me to do it? I'll do it here. <laughs> L.A. Knight. All right. It wasn't on my list because I'm like, okay, is it maybe a foregone conclusion? It was a great segment, okay? You're asking me to talk about it. You're pulling this out of me. But it was a crazy segment. If you didn't watch it, like how over LA Night is, is amazing to me. And I love every moment of it. And I just saw this before uh, we started recording uh, let me pull it back up because I don't want to lose my Christian clip because I don't know how social media works, right? I haven't retweeted, so I, I have the audio. So at the NACS trade show, there's the there's the Slim Jim booth. Wow. Right. It's <laughs> LA Knight. And again, not a knock on Bianca Belair. She's there too. You know, she's over here. The big giant banner that's hanging from the ceiling, the big giant 10-foot poster, it's LA Knight. Now, I will argue, just based on that picture alone, that display has to have another side to it. I'm sure it Which does. I'm Bianca sure it has Belair. the Bianca Belair stuff on it. And the giant banner you're seeing across the top, that's only half of that banner. And I would argue the Bianca's on the other side. So this is this is crafted to be just showing the L.A. Night part. Okay. And I'm just being devil's advocate. But I'm also shocked that, like... You're not that I had to pull this out of you, Joe, for you to talk about L.A. Knight's uh, saving John Cena. I got much more excited about the AEW stuff than the L.A. Knight stuff. I like it. What are we going to say about L.A. Knight at this point that hasn't already been said? He's just as big as a star as John Cena. Yes. He's <laughs> main eventing a pay-per-view. Granted, it's a B-show pay-per-view. Yes. Is people like multiple people that I know that are like. I wouldn't say that I follow a lot of snob accounts on social media, but I follow a lot of snob wrestling accounts on social media and seeing them in earnest fantasy booking the LA Knight title win over Roman Reigns. (laughs) That goes to show me it's working, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, Joe, speaking of LA Knight being on a B pay-per-view, did you know that there's one this weekend? I do. Sammy Zane's kicking down to the ring. It's Kobe Kingston doing his thing. Ruby Soho. Beyond the show. Brian Danielson. No, no, no. Is it the tribal chief? Yard. Let's find out. Does Joe know the card? All right, Joe, according to Wikipedia, the most trusted source of all wrestling news and information in the world wrestling entertainment has Fastlane this weekend. 
Joe, according to Wikipedia, there are five announced matches. Hard. Okay, well, let's get one out of the way. Um, the uh, LA Knight and John Cena taking on Solo Sokoa and uh, Jimmy Uso. That is correct. Now, on the other show, isn't it Judgment Day defending the tag titles against Cody and Jay? Uh, that is correct as well. Specifically, it's Finn Balor and okay. Damian Priest. Yeah, but they're the tag team champions. Everybody knows they're the tag team oh, okay. champions. I didn't know that. Uh, um, <laughs> Seth is defending his fake title against Shinsuke Nakamura. And I think it's like a last man standing match or something. Uh, you're a three for three. Okay. Next, we're going to get a little sketchy. I know there's a women's tag like uh, a, a women's like the SmackDown women's title, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know they've been doing stuff with EO and Asuka and Charlotte. Now I don't know if it's like a three way with them, or if it's like one of the two against EO, or if there's a fourth person involved. But I know it's something with them. <laughs> They will be having a three-way, the people that you mentioned already. EO versus Asuka versus Charlotte. Okay. Now, the the fifth match, your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) I'm going to try to think about... I'm going to try to, like, deduce this one. Okay. Okay. So, in my mind, it should be... It should be a title match. It should be like a match with Gunther. Or it should be a match with Ray. And it's probably not. Like, maybe they're throwing like a third person in with Ciampa and Gargano and doing like a six-man with Imperium. Or maybe they're doing like, not Austin Theory, but Grayson Waller versus Ray. Am I close on any of this? Uh, you're close in the fact that Rey Mysterio is involved in this match, but okay. I laugh at the idea of Gargano and Ciampa being on a t- on a pay per view. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's a, it's a B show, right? Mm-hmm. But Rey is in this match. I, Adam, I could sit here all night. I would have no idea what it is. Uh, it is the Latino World Order. Oh, who made their 25th anniversary of their debut? Yeah. Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and according to Wikipedia, either Joaquin Wilde or Cruz del Toro uh, versus. Do you want to guess on the versus? Have you followed along enough? It's not. It's it's definitely not Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. Nope. Because that's three. It's three of them, right? Correct. Six man tag match. Oh, is it Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits? It is. Oh, that's right. They just like recently like turned heel or something. Uh, I, I'm learning about that just now as well. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if it's not involving LA Knight on SmackDown, I really don't know what's going on. I, I get like a cursory mention. I think I knew the Street Profits turned heel, but I thought Bobby Lashley already was heel. And so, I didn't know there was a like a, a, a match announced for the pay-per-view involving any of them. Yeah, I when I fast forwarded through Raw, I don't remember what I was looking for, but like 
it seemed like the Street Profits were like reluctant heels, like working for Bobby Lashley, but I didn't stick around long enough to figure it out, you know? I guess. But they're wearing suits now instead of like basketball jerseys. Yeah, they look cool. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, you mentioned it before, like our sweet Brucey says, a fresh paint of coat, but <laughs> you know, I don't know. Good for them. They're on pay per view, right? Yeah. And I guess Vince was like, oh, we got to put other black people with other black people since we fired Shelton, you know? Exactly. That's about as creative as he gets when it comes to making stables these days. Mm hmm. But yeah, five matches. I'm sure like eight more matches will be added tomorrow night on SmackDown. But yeah, uh, no, I'm good. I'm going to skip this pay-per-view. I'm going to continue my streak of skipping WWE pay-per-views. I think uh, ever since maybe Royal Rumble. Was that the last one that I would have watched? WrestleMania? SummerSlam? No, I definitely didn't watch SummerSlam. Did you watch WrestleMania? Was that after Rumble? Yeah, it was. Yes. Okay, yeah, so I watched yes. Mania. <laughs> Okay, WrestleMania was the last one I watched. Um, and I'll, you know what? And I'll go and I'll say this. Um, you know, it was in, in my whatever's, but I was just reminded of it. Um, Becky and uh, Tiffany Stratton from the NXT thing on Saturday was a really good match. Yeah, I saw the the Grease channel on the Discord was going off over uh, Tiffany Stratton on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the two of them did like a good job of beating the shit out of each other. All right, again, if I'm not going to watch uh, WWE pay per view, I'm not watching NXT live. Yeah. And I think, uh, and just as a side note, we talked about it at uh, soon to be named Network North when we we're talking about Julia Hart, and that's you know, and it's it's a lot of wrestlers, but again, I hate to you know, if this sounds sexist, then so be it. But uh, one of the biggest complaints that I have about you know female wrestlers is that they don't lay their strikes in. Mm -hmm. You know, they could do the most athletic stuff. You know, they could be there and do the coolest moves and everything else like that. But when it comes to throwing a forearm, it looks like shit. Mm -hmm. And one of the pieces that Julia Hart was really missing from her repertoire was like making her strikes look good. And her strikes look awesome now. Like she throws really good forearms or kicks don't have like a ton of daylight on them, whatever. And I think that's the reason that I really liked Becky and Tiffany Stratton was because with a critical eye, you could watch that match and see that they were kind of laying their shit in. And you could look at the pictures on social media afterwards. And they were all banged up and everything. Yeah. Um, but also, like, in a lot of the bigger spots that they were doing in the match, you could see that both of them, especially Tr Tiffany Stratton, who's, like, relatively new, like, less than a year in the business, um, obviously in there with arguably the best female currently on the WWE roster, did a really good job of protecting Becky and herself on a lot of the bigger moves. Because that's another thing. Like, Darby... It's like, okay, well, body slam me off the apron onto these steps, and I'll just break my, my arm and deal with it tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, rope some dirt on it. Yeah. Whereas, like, Becky and Tiffany Stratton were like, we're going to do some dangerous stuff, but we're going to make sure that we're doing it in a way that it looks really cool and dangerous, but nobody's getting really that hurt on it outside of, like, normal you know, scrapes and whatever is, but uh, go out of your way and watch that match. Um, you know, if you want to watch something from the world of uh, world wrestling entertainment. All right. Well, what's next, Joe? Uh, well, um, no homework this week, right? That's correct. We got a pay-per-view. So we got a pay-per-view and then I'm on vacation the week after that. So no homework next week either. But I think you had said that the conversations with Joe with me and Kevin Ford is coming out soon. 
soon. I'm pulling up our Patreon right now, and oh, I'm getting an explore what's new. I don't know. It's coming soon. <laughs> it's forcing I, me I, through a tutorial of the new Patreon. I know. Oh, go listen. Did I mention it on After Dark this week of how much I hate like the little changes that Patreon does on like a weekly basis? I like. I don't think you did. I like the new interface. I hate the new logo. Yeah, they just. It's just like they move like the post editor they put under the three dots as opposed to its own separate button. This must have been off air, yeah. but um, I think you last week you had said it's scheduled to come out either on the sixth or the seventh. It's sometime it, this weekend. It finally loaded here. It is tomorrow, the sixth at noon. There you go. So look at that. You'll be waking up tomorrow. You'll have ad odds and you'll have conversations with Joe. You'll have We Need Wrestling. You'll have Hayabusi if you haven't listened yet. And if you have and if you have listened, listen again. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get our money's worth out of that. What is it, two hundred thousand, two hundred one thousand a year or an episode we're paying? Two, yeah, two hundred I think it's two hundred we and Terry Skittles renegotiated. It's now two hundred and fifty thousand and one dollar. <sighs> what the who's our lawyer? <laughs> We lost another 50000 We don't have a lawyer. Oh, God damn it. All right. This is not so it's, it's time for phone calls? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I guess. You gave uh, Ed a favored nation's contract. Yeah. That $1. Yep. All right. First call. Hey, guys. It's Ben Pasco. And, you know, every year I think I'm going to do that. You know, 31 for 31 Halloween movies. I'm going to watch a bunch of horror comedies. And then it's like the fifth of the sixth. I've just tapped out. And tonight, my girlfriend picked. We're just watching Practical Magic. Uh, maybe I'll just binge it one day if I'm bored. But uh, what are your go-to Halloween movies, the one you have to watch? I always have to watch Ed Wood. That's the only one where I make myself watch every year. And then uh, a bunch of Halloween episodes. Of course, the Boy Meets World one being the best. Thanks for listening. Wait. No, you still listen. All right, bye. Ah, <laughs> uh, Joe? Yes? Uh, I'm gonna get some heat on this. Yeah, I I be shocked if I watch a Halloween movie all month, <sighs> or like a scary movie, or a horror movie, or anything. It's just not my thing. Uh, I'm a horror movie guy, and just because of how busy my goddamn schedule is, and the fact that my wife don't like scary movies no more, and my kid is a chicken, mm. I don't really like. I don't think I've done like a ton of horror stuff like uh, maybe like the last year or two i've gotten a chance to um i know last year for halloween ish time i did watch uh and i oh yeah whenever it came out and when i'm in halloween time um but i watched like the terrifier movies uh last year around halloween time i watched uh, malignant which i still recommend to people to go watch um, I do have Cobweb in my queue, even though uh, it's gotten mixed reviews from people that I trust. Like they're split on it completely, but it's more, that's more of like a creepy movie than a scary movie. But if I had my brothers, I'd be doing the Thirty One Days, and I'd just watch like all my favorites. I'd watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'd watch A Dead Alive, I'd watch Evil Dead Two, and all these sort of things. But I don't know, man. I got a busy schedule. I wish I had that sort of time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like I would watch, excuse me, I would watch a horror movie here or there. I just, I I have choice paralysis because I feel like, like, especially if you look in the discord and you have Brett and DJ and everybody being like, oh, this is what I watched today. This is what I watched today. It's all movies I've never even heard of, 
which is not saying anything because it's not like I have my finger on the pulse of it, but like I feel like I need to like find some kind of algorithm where it's like if you like this movie and you like this movie, you might like this movie to get some kind of suggestions, you know? Yeah. And oh. and that's the thing. Po- horror movies, especially more modern horror movies, are, are so polarizing. There's people whose opinions I trust and it's people that I've gotten movie recommendations for and they'll watch stuff like the new evil dead movie that came out like in March and I'll get people that absolutely love it. And I trust their opinion. And there's people that absolutely hate it. And I trust their opinion. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I got to do. Like, I'm not going to watch it. You know, I'm just going to hope you guys tell me it's good or not. Right. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a new evil dead. I saw the, the one was there one like maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. I saw that one. Didn't like that. And so that's the thing. I I heard bad things about it, and then I heard good things like years later. So I decided to watch it, and I'm like, that wasn't that bad, right? Mm. And when the new one came out, a lot of people are like, hey, this was really good. And then just recently, I saw people having it on their like, you know, 31 Days of Halloween, and they're all like, this movie sucks. And I'm like, what happened in seven months of this movie going <laughs> from awesome to suck? You know? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that just because I have, as Todd would say, sweat equity in the franchise. Yeah. You know, fan of the original trilogy and all. Maybe right. I'll watch that. Got to be streaming somewhere. Maybe. Who knows? All right. Thanks, thanks for your call, Ben. Next call. Hello, gentlemen. Kevin here today. Um, so I was enjoying the Oops All Swears version of Dynamite last night. <laughs> and I, you know, I think it'll be my question of the week. What's your favorite swear in wrestling? You know, you can have it be something uh, scripted, something on purpose, something that just uh, cameras in the wrong place at the right time, I guess. You know, a little a little oops. Whatever. What's your favorite swear in wrestling? Um, underrated one, but I watched it over and over again. There was a, a Royal Rumble. I want to say 89, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, the camera catches Bret Hart at the top of this pile in the corner, and they're all trying to, like, push, you know, people uh, over top rope in the corner, and Bret's, like, really on top, like, practically sitting on the top turnbuckle. And there's extra shove, and he kind of gets a look over, and cameraman happened to be there, and he realizes how close he's come to falling off. Has a little swear there. But, you know, it amused the heck out of me, rewound it, watched it a couple more times as a kid, moved on. But, yeah, what's your favorite swear? You know what you can do when you swear? You know, uh, I got a kid, Joe has a kid, many listeners do. You don't want them swearing too much, so you get a swear jar. And then you take that swear jar and you take the money. You subscribe mm-hmm. to the Patreon. Ah. Not a new, not new homework tonight, not new homework next week, but there'll be homework soon. There's plenty of other stuff. There. Go through the back catalog. Use your square jar money. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Smart man, that's that Kevin Hellions right there. Uh, Joe, you already have something queued up, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what your favorite swear in all of wrestling is? I, I want to play it, but it's too deep into a five minute clip, you know? <laughs> um, but I'll just say the Vince Russo promo uh, from Batch to the Beach 2000 that he cuts on Hogan. And he calls him a bald-headed piece of shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that so much because it's not so much that he called him a piece of shit, allegedly. It's the fact that he called him bald that Hogan's like, oh, brother, he crossed the line. That was shooting. You know, we didn't go over him calling me that, you know? <laughs> yeah, piece of shit. That was fine. That was in the script, but yeah. uh, not the bald-headed part. Uh, uh, can I, I, I'm going to cheat and say uh, a two-part answer. Recency bias says anytime John Moxley is doing commentary, which is another thing we didn't put over at the right. start of the show. Uh, but I really love when Danielson yells to the crowd, it's time to kick his fucking head in. It's a repeated thing, you know, so I, I enjoy that. Yeah, those are all good ones. And thanks for the plug for the Patreon, of course, uh, as always, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. And go check out, what is it now? Hellionsteam.com, new, yes. new branding website. Yes. All right. The old link still redirects there, but you know, let's uh, keep using. Let's let's use the new link so he gets his money's worth out of it, right? Yeah, I'm gonna put the post and update the post-it note that's on my computer. <laughs> there you go. All right, next call. Hi guys, I don't know if this is gonna make the cut. You said you're recording tonight, but I've been thinking. I want to make it good, so I don't want to bombard the voicemail. But you know, this when I started calling. You know, I said something that didn't make air, but I, I think it would make a good discussion. What in 2023 makes a talent or a promotion must talk about? You know, obviously this is going back to the start with PWI, but I was thinking about this. Like, honestly, if you didn't have your relationship with AIW, would you be advocating? Would you be so offended? That, you know, their talent isn't getting their just due, even if somebody in PWI does have it out for them. But even if they don't, like, can you really make a compelling argument that anybody, I'm not picking on AIW, can you make a compelling argument that Corndog deserves to be in the PWI 500 over somebody else? How do you make that argument? Like, uh, and you know what? When I think of somebody that's made themselves must talk about, I think Kid Bandit's the perfect example because whether you're you're a supporter of the transgender community or whether you hate them with a burning passion, that, that's something to talk about. The anime thing is something to talk about. There's enough there with her story that anybody, a podcaster, a real journalist. You know, fans, anybody can talk about them. So uh, that was TTT, who's called in before. Um, and again, I do apologize to TTT. He leaves a lot of messages. We can't play them all. I, I try to get the compelling parts of what he brings to the table, right? When are you going to start doing that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm going to say... I was aware of AIW because of controversial things that they were doing before I started working there. And they were doing controversial things, not so much as on a small level, but very early in their uh, run, they, the TPI that they do, or the, or the, um, the, the JLIT was originally the TPI. The TPI was originally the Ted Petty Invitational for, um, uh, IWA Mid South. Okay. So it's goof. AIW wanted to do the T, uh, the TPI, but jokingly they said the Todd Pettengill Invitational, 
<laughs> and then they did. They took like old like event centers that Todd Pettengill did, and they put like fake voiceovers onto it, and like very clearly it was parody until they got the legal letter on their doorstep from Todd Pettengill and cease and desist. Right? I, I would have been surprised. I, I am surprised that it wasn't WWE first and foremost. Nope. But, but and that's interesting. So that was the first time that I found out about AIW, and I see that they're doing stuff and they're being controversial and they're doing whatever. And if I didn't know them from that, when the Chikar shutdown angle happened and they reached out to me and come through commentary, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Um, and, uh, you know, and TTT mentioned when there's a specific media outlet that publicly has a bias against the owner of a company and therefore purposely completely ignores all the talent of that company. I don't know. That seems like a conflict of interest to me from a journalistic level. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know TTT seems to be very hung up on the PWI thing, but at the end of the day, the PWI stuff means nothing. Corndog got nothing from being in the, in the PWI 500. He's an Australian wrestler who wrestles once a month. I think he gained like 30 new Twitter followers since he was in there and he's back to obscurity. And I'm not saying it's a knock on him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But everybody had a great conversation about it. Mm. And also, he mentions Kid Bandit. And I'll, I'll just make a side note here, how he says people's feelings about the transgender community. If you're listening to this show, and as TTT mentioned, that you hate the transgendered community with a white-hot burning pa- passion, I'm going to ask you to please stop listening to my show. Yeah, like, that's not... Like he brought it up as like, oh, that's like a valid, that's like an interesting thing that people can talk about on a podcast. Like whether you're for or against trans people, like, fuck, you know, it's not, (laughs) that's not something I want to hear debated. And I'll say this kid bandit had a hot hand about two and a half years ago, but sadly today, 2023 kid bandit is kind of like a punchline. Mm. Um, she tried to be a meme wrestler. It didn't work out. And now she's tweeting out stuff of like, I'm co-owner of a promotion and asking fans on Twitter of what they want her to book for the promotion and tweeting out pitches for Batman horror movie fanfic. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And, you know, then they seem to be like injured more often than not. And whatever you know, your opinion of Kid Bandit is, but when Kid Bandit gets announced to do CZW's Tournament of Death, and, you know, we don't talk about, like, DJ Hyde being, like, maybe the biggest piece of shit in all professional wrestling, is it, are we just supposed to overlook that Kid Bandit is working for them? I don't know. Maybe Kid Bandit's not making a lot of good decisions right now. Maybe Kid Bandit needs someone to handle their affairs, uh, her affairs, or whatever, right? But, again, I can't argue that about two years ago, Kid Bandit was a hot name, uh, getting booked a whole bunch of places, and as my sweet Brucey says, and then the bell rang. (laughs) Kid Bandit ain't the only one. You know, there's a lot of other folks that tried to capture that meme wrestler zeitgeist. Danhausen hit. Warhorse didn't. That's the way it goes. All right, cool. Next call? Uh, It's pink button time. Pink button time. Hey, Joe and Adam. It's Ed. 
Um, so on my break, and I'm thinking about, like, I wonder what I should make uh, for dinner. And I realized, like, I got, like, four pieces of bread left I just got to use before that shit goes moldy. So I'm like, I'll just make a sandwich, and I'll probably... I'll probably make a tuna melt. No. Uh, it's, a, it's my favorite sandwich. Uh, it's just it's just a grilled cheese with tuna on it. It's very good. Uh, Joe, though, laughed at my uh, my sandwich on Twitter and said that it looks like cat food and also it looks like a piece of toast. Um, so I was just wondering what your guys' favorite sandwich is. Like, if you had to, if you had to sit down and eat a nice sandwich, what, what, would, you, what would you put on that bad boy? <laughs> That's what... <laughs> Cheese and tuna on mine, and then make it like a grilled cheese. Okay, bye. Uh, this actually came up on a recent episode of Porch Talk. Uh, so listeners of that show that are crossing over with this one probably know all about this. But uh, I am I'm a big fan of turkey and cheese, like just on like a, a sandwich. But I have a very specific caveat, Joe, and that I have to have it on National Bakery hard rolls. And our local grocery stores, like at least two of them that are like within like a reasonable distance from my house, if you don't get to the grocery store by like 4 p.m., they're all out of them because they they restock the National Bakery Rolls like every single day to like for freshness. And like if you're not there before 4 o'clock, there's none left and you just have to have like soft rolls or or like hamburger buns like a fucking pour. I refuse. <laughs> so like – Yes, I get it. I could just go to the grocery store before four o'clock, but like, I don't want to leave my house. Like, I have doll safaris to do. I have right. GTA to play. Sometimes I mow parts of my lawn. I'm a very busy boy, Joe. So I feel like a it's discrimination against people who can't get to the grocery store before four o'clock, and b like I don't know how you could eat a turkey and cheese sandwich without having a, a, like a hard roll. You need a hard roll with like poppy seeds on there. Uh, that's my jam, and I don't like the fact that uh, they won't let me have it after four. <laughs> uh, should I do the Jim Cornette, Bruce Pritchard, hard roll, soft roll, who's on first routine? No? Okay. I, I don't know what that is, but, you know. <laughs> Jim Cornette doesn't like so hard rolls, and that's probably because his teeth are brittle, because <laughs> he's an old man. Yeah. And then Bruce is like, it's called a hard roll, just because it has like a like a little bit more of a crust. It's actually like soft. It's not actually hard. And then, you know, it's who's on first routine, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not as discerning when it comes to my bread, you know, give me seeds, no seeds. Give me like a hoagie roll, square wonder bread, whatever. Give me any of your non spicy meats, no pepperoni, no salami, no capicola, no prosciutto. Uh, none of those. I'm a. I'm a strictly. I'm a regular ham, uh, turkey, roast beef, bologna in a pinch. But again, listen, I, I, I eat bologna and drink Coors Light for NG, and that's about it. <laughs> um, give me no no dressing or sauces like the people yeah, that no. put like oil and shit on their sandwiches. Get the hell out of here with that. Oh, you dry. Uh, give me lettuce. Give me onions. Give me stuff like that and no cheese. There's nothing more disgusting <sighs> or repulsive to me than cold cheese on like a, a cold sandwich. Like, why don't I just vomit? Oh, you don't know what you're missing. Some some mozzarella. Come on, man. 
Uh, I'm I'm warming up a little bit more. I'll eat like my kid got a cheeseburger the other day, and he wanted me to take a bite of it, and I did, and it was pretty good. Um, it's it's like the best thing ever. But I got like this I got like this fancy burger that had like uh, barbecue sauce and a garlic aioli and spinach and onions and oh. mushrooms and all sorts of you know I made my own burger right. Oh. To the mushrooms. What the hell kind of burgers you making over there? That's how I get greens. I gotta eat spinach somehow, all right? Uh, all right. All right. Thanks for the call, Ed. Yeah. Does he call back? Stop eating cat food. Yeah, he does call back. <laughs> One more call from Ed. Hey, Joe and Adam. It's Ed. Uh, just have a quick question. I just want to know what everybody's favorite loose bez match is. <laughs> the greatest of all time. Okay, bye. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let you take your your opinion on this in a second because obviously Ed has been having a week. Not only is he just constantly going viral and blowing up, but then he also gets in trouble with the internet and gets a bunch of people mad at him, which is equally as funny. Um, he, I am not the person to weigh in on Luthez since I consider people that wrestled in the 80s to be irrelevant. I certainly am not going to acknowledge somebody from, what, the 50s, the 40s? I don't know. But to say Luthez, like, I'm going to sit down in the year 2023 and I'm going to watch a Luthez match for entertainment purposes. <laughs> like, I get it. It's like I'm a historian of the sport or I'm like. I am in the wrestling business and I just want to know what it was like back then. I get that. But like, there is no world where anything from like that era can be entertaining. Like, please get out of here with that shit. I agree with Ed. It's these people trying to seem smart and cultured. Uh, Oh, I get it. You know who Luthez is. Like, you gave me a million dollars. I wouldn't be able to tell you somebody that Luthez wrestled until I saw those tweets. But I am also in the camp that, like, believes that, like, Babe Ruth, if he was alive today in his prime, like, he would strike out four times a a game and, like, never get on base. Because, like, in the 40s and 30s and 20s, People were throwing 70-mile-per-hour fastballs, and they didn't allow blacks to play. So it was a different world. So that's the same thing with freaking wrestling. I'm not going to sit there and watch Luthez and be like, ooh, this is so entertaining. Oh. All right, Joe, go ahead. Uh, so, Adam, uh, and again, kudos again. Yet again, Ed, we're on week two of him having, like, banner weeks on social media, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, again, no... Like bad press, there is no such thing as bad press when it comes to Ed. <laughs> you know, like they could be attacking him or they could be loving him. I'll ju- and I'll I'll just say this: as things were going on Wednesday with the Luthez stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Ed and I were privately speaking, and because uh, you know how Ed has been teasing or threatening for like two weeks now that the latest episode of Hayabusa was coming out. Yeah, we were going back and forth. And we're like. God damn, that episode better come out soon. Because, <laughs> like, Ed is, like, hot, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, you gotta capitalize on it. Yeah, he's in the discussion doing all of his things, you know? Yeah. And, Ed, right. I was I was gonna DM you, Ed, but this is probably a better, you know, venue, a better channel to, like, discuss this. But uh, I'd like, I have a proposal for you, a business proposal, so message me. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, so, um... Luthez, Joe. Luthez. So, Adam, I'll be the first one to say. Listen, I would never say, I'm not a maniac, 
and would say that I'm I consider myself a wrestling historian by any stretch of the imagination. I just happen to watch a lot of wrestling and retain a lot of information, right? Yeah. And I could sit here and like a, a Sal and Richard phone call to its call-in show, I could sit here and name off wrestlers from the 30s and 40s and 50s and so forth. And and Adam, none of this makes sense in the way that I'm about to lay it out. But if you sat down for me and said, Joe, you have to watch every televised wrestling thing that you've never seen in your entire life, it would get, it would take, and we start from now, right? For some reason, we're going backwards, okay? Okay. I would be dead before I got to a Luthaz match, okay? Because there's a lot of wrestling out there that I just, and again, I'm not saying indie wrestling. I'm not saying stuff that wasn't taped. I'm not saying any of this stuff. I'm saying nationally televised professional wrestling. Okay. Sure. Like uh, all that, the bl- the era of WCW you haven't watched. Right. You know, TNA. There's eras of TNA that I haven't watched. There's years where I wasn't watching WWE. Right. Mm. So all of these things I would watch before I would get to a Luthas match. And I will say, Adam, I've never seen a Luthas match in my entire life. I've seen clips, and obviously after Ed was having uh, uh, his go of it the other day, I I saw some clips, and like, okay, that's a really snug side headlock, you know? (laughs) Look at that that impressive leg scissors he's put on this guy. (laughs) Right, right. And what this all comes from is one of Ed's many lol cows put out a list, and it's like, it's just these people who are out there now, listen, if he really wants to get the engagement that he wants, he needs to pay for a blue check mark. You know, he needs to, like, tweet like a Russian bot. But he <laughs> listed the 10 greatest world champions of all time. John Cena, number one. Ric Flair, number two. Bruno Sammartino, spelled wrong. Number three. <laughs> number four is Luthez. Number five is Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Triple H, Edge, The Rock, and then number 10 is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Gives no explanation how he comes to these numbers. He doesn't say, I'm judging them all on the metric of X, or the metric of Y, or how long they held the belt, or, you know, any of the, no metric is just like, here's 10 names, right? Yeah. And eight of them are from the modern era. One of them is a guy from the 60s, and another guy is a guy from the 50s. And Ed was like, you're just doing this because, like, you felt you needed to put an old man's name on there, right? Yeah. So, I've never seen a Luthaz match. I'm probably never going to see a Luthaz match. I I could still be a wrestling. Like, you, listening to the show, watch as many Luthaz matches as you want, right? (laughs) Yeah, get back to us. (laughs) Watch them all. I say watch them all, right? And... I wouldn't say this to you, but I know other people might say to you. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) But you watch what you like. You want to make recommendations to me. It's up to me to say yes or no. And if you if you are on social media and you make it and you have a take like that. You need to be ready for people like Ed or Ed himself mm-hmm. to question why you're making such ridiculous takes. And you're doing these ridiculous takes for engagements. 
And then when you get the engagement and it's not the exact engagement that you want, you get upset and you sick your followers on people. And it's a vicious cycle. It's almost as though social media is bad for you. Yeah, Ed, Ed asks the guy, like, okay, name one Luthez match. And the guy comes back with, like, three responses. I'm like, you Googled these, you fucking right. fraud. <laughs> you know, there's zero chance you've seen these matches. And I I mean, I don't want to speak for the internet, but I have no idea who the people are that, like, were his opponents. They all look made up to me, <laughs> you know? So uh. I'm going to say, if I remember the names of the guys, and I have Ed's tweets here, because, listen, how you doing a podcast if you don't have Ed's tweets directly in front of you while you're doing it, right? Yeah, it's like, in the past, we'd dunk on people that would just, like, read Wikipedia, but, like, having Ed's tweets in front of you, that's content in itself, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're like Pod Van Dam, but the wrestling cesspool is just add stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Where the hell? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, there was one in particular that Ed was like going nuts over the name of. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. Listen, everybody watch what you want. I'm going to watch what I want. And stop like, I don't know, like looking for engagement on social media. Just say what you're going to say. You know, I had a, I had a tweet that, uh, oh, during the course of the pay-per-view. You talk about Moxley being on commentary. Mm-hmm. It was just a stupid thing that was in my head. I got it out. And I got like 20 likes. If it got zero likes, I would have been okay with it. One person, like, I'm guessing the people that liked it, like my tweets in general, or they got the joke I was making. One person replied, very much getting the joke. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. When something yeah. like that happens in my head, I just need one person's validation, and that's all it takes. <laughs> when I'm not shadow banned and I get that elusive Joe Sposto like, that's what that's what makes. I tried, I tried yeah. with your uh, your uh, what you call it, your uh, Tony Storm Sky Blue thing, right? <laughs> I thought that was a good tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, oh, who's stealing my tweets? Oh, no, Ed retweets that. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> Thanks, Ed, you jerk. It wasn't Ed, it was somebody else. No, it says Hayabusa retweeted it. Oh, he did? I don't know, Ed should have retweeted yours, too. You yeah, know? mine's much better, but that's no, all right. I guess all right. that's the way it is. All right, that's it for voicemails. Yeah, that's it for voicemails. Hey, uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the show all the ways that you can support us. Go sign up for Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, uh, a.k.a. IW, uh, or is it independentwrestling.tv. Use the promo code at odds new subscribers lets jerry know that you came to him from us if you stick with them you get a little bit of a kickback um you could get stuff through our t public store there's no sales going on but i don't know go buy something there's fun designs based on this show soon to be named network final wrestling place long box heroes long box heroes after dark and of course our ebay affiliate thing when you click on links to various merchants on the site and make a purchase This can result in the site earning a commission. Affiliate programs and affiliations include, but are not limited to, the eBay Partner Network. Yeah. And lastly, ESPN Pickens are still going on. If you're listening to this, you missed the Thursday night game. Um, I have taken a steep decline. (laughs) I am in 12th place. Adam is in 4th place. A respectable number, a respectable showing for him. 
everyone 13th place and lower, you should all be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I told you it's only a matter of time before your system of picking your friends' teams uh, right. would fail you. Uh, and that, you know, you got to trust the process. I would eventually pass you out. And uh, I'm happy to see that that's happened. But, Joe, I am also still happy to see that you're ahead of Todd still. I'll say you say I'm picking my friends. Who's uh, who's Brett's favorite team? Uh, that would be the Eagles. What's their record? Uh, I think 4-0. What's, uh, do you know uh, Avery Good, Dasher Hatfield? Do you know what his favorite team is? Oh, he is a Niners fan. What's their record? Uh, they are also 4-0. Okay, so I'll keep picking my friends' teams to win. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't pick, listen, I'll, and I'll say this. <laughs> While I pick the Raiders because they're Todd's favorite team, Yes. It's taken me several years to be like, listen, I know Sidney Bacavella likes the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a rib on himself at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bit. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, speaking of bits, do not trust Ronald Two Legs when he talks about being good at fantasy football. He is currently a mediocre two and two. The only team in the entire soon to be named network fantasy football league to be undefeated, Joe, and to not be two or two, two and two or worse is me, old Vansky, the perfect 4-0, even though I'm probably going to lose to Mr. Tim this week. Uh, but that is just bye weeks and injuries catching up to me. But 4-0, I beat Todd last week, and I'm upset the fact that he did not own it on Longbox Heroes this week. You know, listen, I wanted to bring it up, uh, but yeah. he just wouldn't let me get a word in about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Todd, old Todd controlling the ship over there on Lockbox right. this week. Okay. And Adam, I'm going to say to you, and again, I know you got a lot of podcasts in your schedule, and you're going to plug a bunch of them that are friends and in the network and everything else like that. Um, and typically, this is the part that I skip over. But on this week's episode of Double J's podcast, My World, okay, mm -hmm. the first 20 minutes of the show or so is Jeff and Conrad burying abyss for being a bad fantasy football pl player okay and conrad pulls out abyss's record in fantasy football dating back to 2011 and reads it on the air okay <laughs> <laughs> and it's some of the funniest shit ever and someone who doesn't care about football doesn't care about fantasy football but i love connie i love double j and i love them picking on abyss um you know, uh, you would think his football game would have picked, or his fantasy football game would have picked up, because all he was doing at WWE was agenting Rick Boogs matches, and now <laughs> Rick Boogs is gone. He figured he had more free time on his hand, but alas, apparently he does not. Uh, was Abyss so bad that he would take Justin Tucker in like the fifth round, like Mr. Tim, or is he not that bad? Uh, so again, they like say names, and I don't understand. It's a kicker, names. Joe, the fifth round. You don't oh, do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of ribbonum about picking Joe Burrow. Ah, that's Todd's quarterback number one. His kid there you one. go. All right, my quarterbacks are uh, gonna knock on wood. Have been pretty good for me, other than that Pat Mahomes, that overrated. Uh, I'm not gonna insult him. Marcus will hurt me. <laughs> yeah. But you know who won't hurt you, Joe? These podcasts, Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, We Need Wrestling, Porch Talk, Viewer's Choice, Indie Wrestling Guide, Wings on Wings, Hi, Abusi, and Final Wrestling Place. Steroids are awesome. I don't care what anybody says. That, that's why I won't fight him, because he's, he's fucking gassed up, but... <laughs> I already played the other one before. Yeah. All right. All right, Joe, best part of the show. 
I have done a lot of safariing this week. Yes. Uh, I have been on a quest to find a couple figures. So uh, I've done a couple full loops. I found myself, uh, uh, I was up in Vestal, New York earlier in the week. Uh, Jesus Christ. I've been down to your neck of the woods in Wilkes-Barre a couple times. I was out in, uh, I went to Honesdale once. I went to... uh, uh, Tunkanic, and for people that aren't around here, know that I'm talking about like an hour in each, like an hour away in pretty much every direction of where I currently am. Uh, but I've done multiple loops looking for a couple figures. And before I get to what I found, uh, I found something accidentally. Uh, and that is, I was at a Walmart, I think this was in Vestal. And they had X-Men 97 or X-Men the Animated Series uh, bus, like statue bus, B-U-S-T, which is hard for me to say, uh, of Gambit from the X-Men. And it didn't have a price on it. And I looked up, like, I'm like, okay, let me go to Walmart's website and see how much it is. Uh, They only had one of them. They had also, like, a Jean Grey and I think a Beast. But I'm a big Gambit mark. It was my guy back during the the animated series. So I look up on Walmart's website, and it says, like, 70 bucks, But it said it was a third-party seller selling it. And I'm like, ah, I I don't trust that. Maybe it's cheaper, like, through Walmart proper. So I went over to the electronics counter, and I had the girl scan it. And she's like, 30 bucks. I'm like, that can't be right. Uh, so I checked out right there at the electronics counter right. in case I was gonna say, you didn't say to her that can't be right. No, 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 no. I'm thinking to myself because like I don't want to go all the way up to the front to like the self checkout where it could have been free, <laughs> but I don't want to go all the way up to the front and have it ring up like the real price. Right. Uh, so I'm like, let me just ring out right here with that girl. Uh, rings it up for thirty bucks. And like this is like a seventy dollar bust on Entertainment Earth, and it's like a Diamond Select limited to a thousand. It's not huge, but it's uh, not porcelain, but whatever like the cold cast thing yeah. is that they come out of nowadays. Uh, and it's in the animated style, and I was like, I wouldn't have bought it for like sixty bucks or seventy bucks, but for thirty, I'm like all day, you know. And the are you not? That's something that you would put out to display. That's not something that's going to sit in a box, right? Ah. Uh, It'll probably stay in a box just because of a lack of space. Gotcha. But I don't I don't currently I don't have a lot of statues. I have a couple Bowen statues from back in the day. Uh and a couple Transformers busts. Um if I had the space, and this is the guy who has who has six detolfs back to back to back to back, but if I had additional space, I would have like busts or statues in detolfs, but Figures are currently taking precedent, you know, for display space. For sure. Um, But I mentioned that I was going on Safari. I was looking for many things. Um, In order of importance, I was looking for, from worst to first, I was looking for the new Target Legends. Uh, Found a couple of those, but I'm still looking for Mr. Perfect for myself. I'm still looking for Honky Tonk, not Honky Tonk, uh, Rhythm and Blues 
Greg Valentine for uh, Brett. So haven't got any luck there. I'm looking for the Walmart exclusive Supreme uh, Phil, the CM Punk. No luck there finding a lot of freshly restocked Cody's. But the one thing that I was looking for, top of my list, it might have taken me like 12 Walmarts to finally stumble across some. But when I did, Joe, I hit the jackpot. And that is the Eddie goddamn Kingston Walmart exclusive figure. Found a ton of them. Got myself two. Happy to say I needed two. Uh, and I think I got everybody who needed one, got one. But uh, uh, really happy to check that off the list. You know, as, a, as a, the Michael Jordan of Eddie Kingston men on card figures, I needed that one. Um, and I do thank you very much because that is one of my weekly purchases, of course. Adam has been out and about um, for, I would say, for the better part of the last, like, three weeks. Going to Walmart, taking that picture of the the <laughs> Eddie Kingston price tag that's on the the shelves but no eddie kingston figures getting reconnaissance about the upc codes all sorts of shit right yeah boots on the ground i'm in the trenches <laughs> right so then i think over the weekend maybe uh one popped up on ebay that somebody found one in, like san francisco or something and you're like oh, it's up there for 30 dollars shipped you know yeah and everyone's like, nah, you know, we'll we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. And then again, Adam, his diligence. He some say that Adam's uh, stick to itiveness in regards to all of this reminded them of a young fig daddy cool. Oh, go fuck yourself! <laughs> <laughs> Compare me to Todd's fucking B gimmick. I don't know who that is, um, <laughs> but. He found the mother load. We get the picture of like just 10 of them lined up, right? Yeah. So Adam just getting them. He's he's Eddie Kingston Santa Claus for everyone. It's great <laughs> to be at the comic book shop. So I and listen, I'm I'm someone, you know, the, the ink isn't dry on the text that it's been picked up for me, and the PayPal's already being sent, right? Yeah. Uh that's just that's just me. But now, and I'll I'll wrap this up. I got uh I got an Eddie. You know, sitting here with this new state of Malibu Stacy hat <laughs> and I, T-shirt. It's a new T-shirt. Too. And T-shirt. I got a Brucey that's sitting in box, and I allegedly got a sad Scotty Flamingo zombie sailor coming in. Mm-hmm. I had to go buy defenders for him. Okay, so from I, ringside. Yeah, I bought him from ringside. It was just one of those things where, like, I didn't want to just buy. Okay, so like the Eddies come in question mark. The Ravens come in question mark. I got the Brucey sitting here. Nobody comes in my office. Well, the Brucey's here. The Eddie's here. The Raven's going to be here shortly. So I just made my order for those three. Did the 10% off because I'm not, I don't need $50 worth of defenders, right? Because I don't see anything on like on the horizon that I really need to get. So that was my other purchase this week was defenders for the back catalog and what's coming in, you know? Yeah, I, I realize and it's funny you should mention that because I think my next ringside order uh, or my next order in general has to be defenders because, you know, I got that Eddie Kingston and I'm like, OK, my other two Eddies and it's really just one uh, his other figure. But I have the two different packaging variants um, like those are in defenders and I want to take a cool picture of all three of them. I want to put the new Eddie in a defender. So I don't have any extras, so I got a gut. I got something else has to be demoted from a defender, you know, and taken out. And I still have that Jericho Chase I found in the wild that doesn't have a, a defender. 
I still have the uh, Shop AEW one of 3,000 Hangman I got a couple weeks ago that doesn't have a defender. So I have a lot of uh, uh, important AEW figures that need to get put in defenders, and I just don't have any because I usually – if I'm buying something like a figure from ringside, I'll be like, oh, let me throw in a defender or two just to get it over the shipping threshold. And aside from that Yuta figure for that signing a couple weeks ago, uh, I haven't really bought anything from ringside in a while, you know? Right. Yeah, it's so. been a while for me, too. Um, I think like I got something for... Um, or no, I maybe was going to pre-order... Because most of my pre-orders have been sitting are all uh, Entertainment Earth, Earth stuff. Because... Uh, they have the the what is it, the 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 mint box guarantee thing or whatever. Yeah, mint guarantee, free yeah. shipping over a certain amount, and uh, I have so many orders on Entertainment Earth that are like I have so many pre-orders on Entertainment Earth. Period. You know, that's the end of the sentence there. Um, but so many of them that are months behind their original advertised ship date. Oh, that's uh, just sexy. crazy. And I, I don't blame Entertainment Earth, but there are some things where it's like. Uh, it, it just might be like a Funko Pop that I pre-ordered six months ago, and I've seen them in stores, you know, uh, and, like, my pre-order through Entertainment Earth still hasn't been fulfilled and uh, crazy stuff like that. But, like, I have so many that I actually got, and this wasn't for me complaining, but they just sent them out. So maybe it's, uh, like, an issue with their site or whatever. Uh, they sent me, like, emails saying, hey, we're sorry that your order's been delayed so much. Here's a $10 credit. Oh, that's cool. Two of those, so... Uh, so maybe it's an issue that they're having, but um, I have one last thing, Joe. Yeah, I was going to say that's all I got is the Eddie you got for me and some defenders. Yeah, um, they announced uh, a new Walmart exclusive 40th anniversary G1 style Soundwave figure today. Ah. Uh. Um, I am not pre-ordering it because Walmart can go fuck themselves. <laughs> and instead of spending forty five dollars on that pre-order. And then having it get canceled in three months, I can just like take $45, bury it in my backyard, and then like three months from now, dig it up. And like, I am just as likely to get a Soundwave figure doing that process, you know, of burying money in the back. Uh, so that was announced today. Thank you to the many people who said that to me, but I will just wait. Hopefully, I find one in the wild. Otherwise, I'll pay the suckers premium on eBay. Uh, I just hate pre-ordering shit from Walmart. You will never get it. Uh, but I did pre-order something today, Joe. And it was a shared exclusive between Shop Disney and Hasbro Pulse. And it was a Star Wars Black Series, uh, a new version they call Holocom, which are basically just clear blue ones to make it look like it's from one of those little hologram radio things that they have uh but it's of the mandalorian and i've said many times before i buy all of the mando uh black series figures and this thing was just cool i'm like i need it even if it wasn't a cool hologram looking thing i would have bought it for my completism uh but the fact that it actually comes with a little display that lights up and it like makes the thing look like it's glowing uh not that i'll ever know it's never coming out of the box but i bought that yeah, I saw that floating around online today, and I didn't know it was a shared exclusive. It's one of those things where, like, yeah, it's not for me, so I'm not going to delve that much deeper into it. But uh, obviously, you are the um, broski of Mando <laughs> collecting stuff. 
Uh, just the Black Series stuff. I was buying some of the Vintage Series, but I, I don't even want the ones I have. I, I would buy the or I would sell them on pennies on the dollar just to get rid of them. Um, I just like the Black Series, which is like the Elites or the Ultimates, you know? Gotcha. Uh, but they, they did also put up like there was – I don't know the other characters, but there was like – there's like a Han Solo and here's a Luke Skywalker or whatever. And it's like, this one's an Amazon exclusive. This one's a Walmart exclusive. So if you wanted to buy all of them, you'd have to do it like everywhere, you know, a little bit, an order from a bunch of different places like entertainment earth had their own. So you couldn't place an order at one place and get the whole set, which is kind of weird, but it is what it is. But, Mm -hmm. um, but that's the last thing I purchased. I was going to place an order, speaking of Star Wars and speaking of Black Series. Um, I was going to order the Black Series of Sabine Wren uh, from Asuka uh, or uh, Ahsoka. And also the Ray Stevens character, which his name escapes me. Uh, but uh, uh, ba- uh, Balin Skull. Balin Skull. So I, I love dude, I love Ray Stevens. Um like uh, back uh, HBO's Rome, I loved him on that. He was on Dexter, obviously Punisher War Warzone. Uh, I thought he was great in that show. And Sabine is basically like if they did a, a had a computer scan in my head and said, <laughs> "What does Adam want?" Oh, she's a Jedi. She's a Mandalorian, and she's a hot chick with purple hair. This girl was designed for Adam. Uh, so I was like, I need those figures. But uh, I went to order them, and I th- I think it was on Entertainment Earth, and like one of them was back ordered. I think it might have oh. been Sabine. And I'm like, I'll just find them in stores. There, there's regular releases, but uh, I just figured I'd bring that up since uh, that show just wrapped up for the season. No spoilers. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the uh, last episode yet. Ah, I usually, no problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watch it right before we record uh, Longbox Heroes, so it's like fresh in my old man head, even though I take notes on it, you know? Oh, Joe, when Baby Yoda showed up and uh-huh. destroyed uh, Admiral Thawne and did the Force choke and killed him, Go it was on. so crazy. <laughs> you ruin stuff on yourself these days. I don't know. Oh, I do. That. I, th- that's what happens when I read our website. comments. Exactly. Uh, but that's it for me, Joe. Like I said, not a lot. I bought the Mando figure. I bought the Eddie Kingston. I bought the bus. So relatively cheap for me this week. Yep. Yep. We'll see. I got, you know, like I said, I don't know what I got coming up next week. Um, I don't see any purchases. I'm getting a fancy haircut this week, but that's about oh, it. That doesn't that'll count good. for next week. Um, but yeah, that's it. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. This was uh, episode 262 of At Odds with Wrestling for Adam. This is Joe saying thanks for listening. Be safe out there and enjoy some wrestling. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.